Yeah. Yeah. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Label line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Label line with the podcast. Teach you lesson cause I got class. Label line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Label line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Welcome to the Label Lion podcast, the biggest marketing and entrepreneurship podcast on the African continent. And as you guys know, I bring you powerhouses. I bring you people who are doing incredible things in their lives and they get to share their expertise and their experience with us. Guys, this is such a privileged moment right now because I get to sit with somebody who I've been seeing doing big things on Instagram. And I think what I like the most about her is she's also got the personality to match. You know, she's kind, she's funny, she's got an opinion, she's intelligent, and I can't wait for you guys to meet an influencer who I think breaks the mold and creates a new narrative to what we think influencer marketing is. Tando, hey. how are you? No, I'm like, what's going on? Where are we at? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? I'm good. As you know, on the podcast, we always ask our guests to introduce mm. themselves. So, who is yeah. Tando Letu? I mean, I listen to the podcast, so I know this part. But yes. I'm like, I don't want to get into it a lot. I'm just like, check out the work. But um, in the forefront, Tandalusu is a vessel of love and peace because that's where the purpose element is. Mm. Um, and then comes the businesswoman, comes the content creator, um, all-around daughter. Because for me, every role I play is just as significant as what I present in the forefront. Mm. Daughter, friend, um, partner, in crime and just all-round awesomeness. <laughs> all-round awesomeness. I yeah. love that. You said you're an influencer, content creator, and a business I woman. didn't mention the influencer part. You didn't mention it. Why? I'll give it why? to you. Tell us why. Influencing is like, influence for me. I'm yeah. a content creator. Mm. And whether you're influenced by that is then on your side. Do you think that there's a negative connotation with the word influencer? There is, because no, no Mawami is an influencer. Sorry, I thought we in Vernag. Come yeah. to no, it's so, cool. Like, everyone's an influencer in their own rights, in their own spaces, right? Mm. So I don't want to push that in the forefront. You're naturally an influencer, I would say, in whatever okay. niche you're in or whatever you're... It's not a new thing. Mm. It's not just now because it's Instagram, you know. But essentially, I'm a content creator on the platforms that I'm on. So what is a content creator? Um, content creator means I wake up every day. My job is to wake up, um, go according to briefs. If there's a specific brief, obviously that's the first priority. Mm. Um, and then there's also me just creating content. I'm a fashion inclined primarily. Um, so I create fashion content, looks, um, keeping up with trends. It's not just the work I put out um, in the forefront, but it's also the behind the scenes of trend forecasting, um, listening to what's going on around the world so that you can stay ahead of the curve in the South African market because that's my niche. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think you do it really, really well. And I Thank think that's you. an understatement because you've you. got big names following you and they comment on your pictures <laughs> and they, they're boosting you every time. They say you're beautiful. They love your work. And I think that speaks to the quality of your content. Sure. How did you make your platform what it is? I've been doing this since, like, I think for me, because I'm from Durban, the first time I saw people really doing this was like, and we were still wondering, because Instagram, I joined in 2013. Mm. So it was really me just living my life and then obviously progressed to me um, starting a 
boutique, a swimmer boutique with my, my friends, celebrities wearing that as well. And it just progressed to like people having more of an interest in my fashion sense, um, being on Ikakasi FM, which is a radio station in KZN as well, um, across South Africa really, um, and just sharing my fashion opinions, giving advice, and it grew from, from then. And you've made it into this Into thing. campaigns now. Into yeah. campaigns. Yeah. I think a lot of people think you just have to be pretty, dress nicely, no. take pictures. Because pretty is subjective. Come. So you yes. can't just be pretty. Like there's no one standard of pretty and it's evolving every day. So that is not enough. You actually need to put in the work. You need to know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You need to be passionate, which is another thing now. Actually, quick money influencing and, and content creating. You really need to love what you're doing. Okay, I think... You know, you touch on an industry that is misunderstood because there are pretty girls who dress up and sure. they take pictures, right? And you can't tell the difference between that and somebody who is an actual fashion content creator sure. who approaches brands. So I want you to, if you can, make a clear difference for our audience. What, what does it look like? Can yeah. you tell if there's a girl who's just taking photos and... Oh, I'm so pretty versus, mm. oh, this is a fashion person. Yeah, you can tell because it's it's also very like, you can see what's okay, low hambangama trends and it's not like you're ahead of the curve, mm. you know. Um, what's happening in America, what's happening in London, do you even know what's it, who's just dropped what? Today's Kanye West, for example, as you can see wearing the uh, ganda ganda hyperwarmers, <laughs> staying on trend and knowing what's going on. That's how you know what. Like you, like, does anyone know why? Like, what's happening with Kanye West today? Mm. You know, is he dropping, and how does that come in with fashion? How does that tie in? Yeah. So you, you just you, you can pick it up so easily. And I think there's a niche of people who are truly, truly um, in love with fashion, and not just the glamorous side of fashion, not just like uh, the Paris Fashion Week, but also street style because that's day to day. Mm. Um, I did get quite a few people on some. I don't know if you know, it's just a bit of a switch up in terms of like what I'm wearing because, of course, this is an interview, so I'm gonna look pretty and peppy, and you know. Mm. But day to day. I also need to show that I can't just be this girl, this once on on Instagram every day. So showing those elements and being able to curate it in such a way that it's consumable also shows you, Guti, I know what I'm on and like I'm quite informed about what's happening around the world. For girls who adore you and want to mm. be just like you and they want to monetize influencing, how do they do that? How do you start to work with brands? They just approach you? Do, is there a formula to it? How First does of it all, work? your why. Mm. Like, please be very clear on your why because it's such a process. Um, and in terms of monetizing it, brand needs to see that you care, right? Mm. Um, also, I'm so specific with the brands I work with because the care element is very big for me mm. um, on my side and on brand side because then that's how we form long-term partnerships that's how we have mutual respect that's mm. how we have um a mutual appreciation for what we bring to the table because that's very important for fostering positive relationships um impactful relationships and content that is actually going to speak to your audience i love that mm. what about collaborations you know every time i, I teach people about how to use social media <laughs> successfully mm. we always talk about collaboration right but what i learned when I entered the influencer space. Yeah. Well, I don't think I collaborate that much, actually. I feel like I should do more of it. But what I saw was that your Instagram is like high school. And there are lots school. of little clicks. <laughs> and I was like, but I don't know anyone here. I'm not friends yeah. with anybody here. Can I even collaborate with people? So how does collaboration work in a space that is so 
segregated. I haven't collaborated a lot as well because mm. it's very high school. Yeah. Um, it's 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 who you know mm. that counts the most. Uh, and I also just want engaging conversation. I, I, I don't know about just lukewarm and surface. I want to be able to go there with you. So I need to know what are we on the same not even the same viewpoint, but the openness yes. to, to experimenting at the same level needs to be there. It's just very high schooly, and I hear you. <laughs> and I, I never know who to collaborate. If top of mind, I don't even know who I'd want to collaborate with yes. right now. Absolutely. And you know, there was, uh, there was a time when I was talking about the influencer marketing industry mm -hmm. on Twitter, and somebody brought up this idea of... I hate of, Twitter because there's so little characters. <laughs> I love it for the little characters. Oh. And someone brought up a conversation about, can marketers also be influencers? And is mm. it ethical? You're a marketer. And you're working and you're at influencer. and you're getting gigs. Yeah. So how, what do you think of that? Because that's a controversial thing. It is controversial because a lot of them is just side hassles. You know what I yeah. mean? Um and for us, it's a full-time thing. But at the same time, if the person who's working at agency is impactful in their own way, in their own right, I think as long as it's clar clarity mm. and merit, then but how do you what tell? can you say? How do you tell? If I'm the brand manager of Ponds, and then I also become an influencer for Ponds, and how can you tell if me. I got it by merit? Uh, let me give you a clean <laughs> example. Okay. Zoe Msutwan. Okay. Fashion, top tier, in the know of everything going on in terms of um, brand, um, pop culture, up to up to date. She works at agency, mm. but she doesn't like have a gazillion campaigns. But the campaigns she's on very aligned. And you think that works? You think marketers can be influenced? They can be because she doesn't drop the ball this side either. She's excellent. So how did you get into the marketing space? Um, I studied a BCom marketing and supply chain. Okay, DJ. Uh, no, Durban. I'm okay. from Durban. You okay, cool. in, And I went on to work um, in a petrochem company. I'm probably still going to go back. Wow. Because okay. that supply chain part of me the is lingering. Element, it, yeah. it, the logistics element wants to go back. Um, and I would say it's really, really helped me in terms of understanding. So the marketing and the supply chain yes. and understanding basically how everything moves um, in this space and how it can better move in this space. Yeah. Um, and I forgot your entire question. <laughs> Don't worry. I literally will ask questions that <laughs> have like 10 million answers. Yeah. yeah, no. But basically, I wanted to know how you got into the marketing industry. Why marketing? Marketing people, or the people, influencer? The mar marketing. marketing. Be you being a marketer. Because, okay. you know, I, I know personally that people tend to make it seem like marketing is that degree that you do when you can't get into other degrees. They do. You know? And like everybody laughs at it. They but it's do. like, why do we do that? Why did you choose such an unappealing or unpopular industry it's weird i actually applied for an environmental science situation it didn't work out mm. but i was always entrepreneurial um i told my mom at like in grade 10 would say don't worry about me i got this wow uh, she just pays for school fees but everything else it was all me and i she always tells me this like always remember you've got that you told me in grade 10 which don't worry about me um i was doing promos so I was, i've always had it in me um i worked at red bull as well so uh, that drove me to love guys content were you one of the, the angels the girls who oh, drive the, the car wings. okay the wings that's what they're called okay. that's what we are <laughs> but we really really are on the field for me doing red bull 
and my degree at the same time fueled the passion so much more uh, because I got to understand it at different levels. Red Bull really takes care of like brand, like mm -hmm. strategy. Um, so it was such a practical experience and made me really appreciate all the tiers there are to marketing. Um, being on the ground, understanding people, knowing how to engage with people, that all grew me to then become um, confident in the space of marketing and not really worry about what's about it's that degree, whatever, um, and see just how much more it can push in content creation and fuse into everything else I want to do and I'm doing. I love that. And yeah. I agree with you actually, because I also have done a bit of work with Red Bull. I did in varsity, I did it after, mm. and there is that sense of having a strong brand culture and just so understanding strong. where the organization is going. Yeah. This is not an advert for Sorry, Red Bull, guys, <laughs> but we just, we, we're pointing they're, it out that there yeah, are some brands the who are doing amazing work and mm. there's nothing wrong as marketers if we highlight that and celebrate that, you sure. know? So I think that's, that's interesting that yeah. we both had a similar experiences mm. with um, that brand. I want to go back to social media before we go into the entrepreneurship and the mindset. How do you navigate through social media and not make the likes define you yo i switched off the likes <laughs> thank god for that sorry side note yeah i did switch off recently because i was like no man yes. um likes can't possibly define me right like i don't let that get to me because what i do realize is that at the other side of the screen the other end of the screen is someone experiencing their own things. So it's it's so open to perception. Mm. Um, I can't control your perception. Um, I can't control your insecurities. I can't control any of that. So you liking is out of my control. It's not about me. But did it ever define you? Were you ever Never. like hungry or like mad? So what... But what? it got me a bit paranoid. Did it get you paranoid? Paranoid only in the sense that I'm afraid that in our space those who choose influencers, are they really looking at the quality or are they looking only at the numbers? And what do you think they look so like? So I need you to ask me for my stats <laughs> yes. if you want to use me for something yes. and not go off of just looking. So if you look and approach me without the numbers, then it means you're seeing the quality. Yeah. But if you're going to look only at the numbers, then like, there's a problem. What is the value of an influencer's community? Is it just followers? It's community. It's trust. And what does that mean? That's what it is. It can't just be numbers because I can have 100,000 followers, but they all follow me for different reasons. Some mm. it's aspirational. Not all of them purchase. Maybe it's 5% that purchase. Um, and, and also purchasing is not like it's going to be an instant decision that they make now, mm. but to keep whatever you're selling in the mind and positioning it in the mind of the influencer. That's why once off work is really, I don't think it's impactful and we need yeah. to move away from it because you, you condition the mind. You, yeah. there's, there's a whole mechanic around it. Once off is not going to work. It's not going to work. If you it's could flocking the mind. I agree. I agree. It's actually something that I'm always self. debating with people about the fact yeah. that how do you work with an influencer on just one campaign you for can't. one month or like two weeks? There's no impact there. There's no impact. You know, and we try. I think as influencers, we try to give value to the brand, but also people, they don't, their minds don't work like that. Nope. They, they need to get used to you working with the brand before it can Going truly back be to community. impactful. Exactly. Yeah. Going back to community. If you could be the head of marketing for South Africa, 
for a week. A dream. <laughs> what would you do? Um, put in place long-term relationships, first of all. Um, have a lot more influences in the office. So I also do consultations for, for brands. That's very important because in that way, they get to understand the influencer's mind, the creator's mind, mm. where it goes, um, understanding their audience. That insights page on Instagram is not going to give you everything. It isn't. It so, is not. So where do you derive the value then? My value is also in the fact that I studied. I mm. always um, challenge this because if you give me a brief, my comprehension, first of all, of that brief, I'm not going to give you the runaround. Um, my experience, how long I've been doing this. It's not only in my numbers now and if, if I'm popular, I'm popping right now, you know. It's my longevity. It's the trust element that I have with my, my audience. Mm. Um, it's the quality I bring to the table. It's my turnaround time. Like, it's all these elements. It's, you are sure that, period. Another controversial subject. Mm. Influencers asking photographers for free work. You can't. Is that You're a culture? Paid. Is that a culture we have in South Africa? No, it needs to be on a collaborative basis. And again, collaboration is not do young shooter. You give me pictures. You know, it mm. needs to be collaborative in the concept. Um, what are we working on? Is it beneficial for both people? Um, that's why you must decline. You can't just accept everything. If a photographer is like, let's shoot, no, yeah. be able to decline because even their quality of work, maybe they're not where you are yet, is also going to be a reflection on you. Mm. So you need to be very careful in terms of collaborations and we need to stop asking people for free work when we're getting paid. <laughs> what is an influencer's worth? Like if, you know, on Twitter, we're always saying, get paid your worth. You know, you must ask the client to pay you what you're worth. But like, what, what does that mean? Okay. That one confuses me because let me ask you. Yes. Some people, <laughs> I would say, yeah. are influential. Some people are popular. Yes. <laughs> like all through high school and, and you're just popular. People are just keeping up with your life. Yeah. So how do we separate the value in those two? You know, I think for, from my perspective, it's about having certain criteria in place that a person has to meet in order to be an influencer. Because mm. like you said, the value is just In an unregulated industry. In an unregulated yeah. industry. So we need regulation. A little <laughs> bit of regulation, not too much, yeah. because then it won't be the way it's supposed it to be. It cripples the creative. Yeah. yeah. But I think just having a bit of regulation and having criteria, like, why are you popular, you know? Yes. I, I've, I've worked with a lot of brands um, where and clients where we had to source influencers. And a lot of the time we've had to teach our clients, this person's just popular. They're not mm. going to sell your product. Mm. This person's just got numbers, but they're not going to bring the results that you're looking for. Sure. So I think for me, it's about having regulation, criteria in place. And also, I think that you can tell the difference between a content creator and somebody who's just trying their luck yeah. in the kind of content that they produce. Sure. It's very intentional. I think more influencers have pages that look like magazines. It doesn't have to be a glossy magazine, but the sure. idea is that there's a story. Mm. When you're looking at that page, there's something being created there. Mm. It's not just, oh, today I was at the right mm. tomorrow I'm wherever, you know? So from my perspective, I think getting paid your worth as an influencer has to start with defining that you are an influencer and then with people acknowledging that it's a legitimate career. Sure. You know, because if it isn't, then we can just pick anybody. Anyone. You know. Which to, is what's happening right which now. Which is what's happening right <laughs> anybody. now. Anybody. As long as you have the numbers, you yeah. got the job. Exactly. It's weird. 
Why don't you like Twitter? Um, because the energy, first of all. <laughs> What's wrong with the energy? It's off. Second, but, but it's the best information source. Like yeah. everything that's been happening, you get it quickly. It's efficient. Yeah. But there's also the element of uh, fake news, right? Yeah. Um, so you need to use your own discretion. And then it's so limited in character. Like I can't fully express myself. Um, it's so open to interpretation. I had one of your, your tweets recently, you know, about just play your part. And, and someone broke it down to me and was like, but what does play your part look like yes. like it looks like different things for different people mm. so it's just so open to interpretation that it can be misconstrued so i'm just like hey i don't know about twitter but don't you think instagram is the same i mean we see but girls, that's a visual it's, it's a visual so what's mm. the difference because at the end of the day it's still open to interpretation it is i can look at you standing next to a car that's not yours and I can assume <laughs> that it's your car. True. And I assume that you're rich. But then that's so you the putting out a narrative that you want to put out. Mm. Twitter is like, you can put out exactly what you're saying, but someone can still... Misinterpret it. Yeah. Same on Instagram, but it's just like, it's just so much more on Twitter because it's like, these were your words. I'm holding you accountable. So you said, do the work. What is the work? What does that look like? You can't be so vague. But it's like, I only have so many characters. I'm going to be vague. I understand. I, th I understand you. But, but I'm, you I, I still so love well, Twitter. So I still love Twitter. <laughs> so I'm Mrs. Let's talk because mm -hmm. the pictures defeat me. Sure. <laughs> you know, and I'm no not one's a picture reading person. captions, right? And no one's reading captions. I love the captions because for me, it correlates. Like, yeah. it makes sense. It helps better. Um, that's why I'm loving reels because you can speak and you can do voiceovers. So I opt for voiceovers sometimes because... Um, Tone for me is everything, and I feel like Instagram, tw uh, Twitter doesn't have tone. There's mm. no tone to it. Um, someone can be reading it in a taxi. Someone can be reading it frustrated in their lounge. You can be anywhere. So it's so open. Tone. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Where Where do you think the content creation landscape is going in South Africa? It needs to go to a better place. That's what I do <laughs> yeah, know. We need to, we need to be honest. We yeah. need to be honest. We cannot tiptoe. Um, there's been, um, I'm a, what are those on Twitter? I've been listening to 2 a.m. Uh, creators' the, the corners and spaces yeah. like that. Um, and I do feel like people tiptoe because we kind of feel like we do need to tiptoe because you don't want to, because it's humans. We're dealing with humans, right? Mm. Ego as well in place. You don't want to step on the wrong toes. But it's just like if we all had our intentions set straight, we could all work towards a common goal. Mm. As you say, we need some sort of, of regulation. Contracts mm. I've been receiving of late are crazy. Yeah. Like how do you how how can you say to a create a content creator that you need to um like in terms of ownership, we need to own our own stuff. Like, mm. don't even put it out there. And when you challenge a contract, for example, they do change it. So you see there's there's a chancing element in there, you know, because they know that people don't read their contracts or yes. are not as informed about what this word means. And I'm just going to sign because I want to look like I know what's going on. Mm. You know, you're touching on something very deep there. <sighs> it's, it's a lot. When I read my, <laughs> one of my contracts, I, I, I've, I've spent a month just going back and forth because I'm at a position which again is privilege of even if I lose this it's fine yes but I know at least if I speak up the next person they might experience a different contract 
Do you think, I mean, I, I work with influencers a lot and you're right, they don't read their contracts. Do you think that yeah. people are getting into the space with this idea that I do need to do the yucky work, like looking through contracts, like having a rate card and a media kit? Mm. Do people take it seriously or they feel like if I have enough likes, if I am popular enough, I don't need to do those things? I mean, it's subjected to the person, but I don't think you need to do the yucky work. Really? If, if, if your numbers are up there, why do you need to do the yucky work? Example, it's, it's because I do have people as examples. In mind. Uh, Working mm-hmm. with Mr. Price right now, she came in and she said, my niche is makeup. Gunning, gunning, gunning makeup. She's the first. And she's been doing it for shorter than a lot of the people who've been makeup artists. But she landed a huge gig with Mr. Price, the very first collaboration. Mm. So... It's strategy. Well, I mean, she also has a famous sister. But... And that's a big boost. The it's a big is boost, the same. yes. Without Boiti endorsing her, we would, she wouldn't be as popular. Honest truth. So can we compare people who have famous affiliations and associations with people who are building from the ground up? Okay, I hear that. You get what I'm trying to <laughs> say? Because it's easy to look like a but superstar also when you content, have that kind of support. Her content, it had strategy, it had focus. But that <laughs> element does help. I will yeah. not lie. Because you step into a room and you understand this yeah. sister. I mean, yes. hello. I, I mean, <laughs> but I think the work speaks for itself. Really? That, that's 100%. a very interesting example because yeah. I would disagree with that completely. Mm. You know, I think her content is good, mm. but there are lots of people with good content. Sure. And uh, as a strategist, I don't see a lot of strategy in most people's pages. Um, and I, I think, have strategy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> to be very honest with you, you know, and I think a lot of people are big by association. Mm. So even if you don't have a famous friend, you have an influential friend. You have right. a friend who has a hundred thousand followers, we and see that so a lot. she'll repost you until until you know what I mean. And so then we'll say, oh, this person's an influencer. No, they have a friend Yo. who reposted their mediocre content for a very long time. So how do and we? Then they started to win. How do we gauge that then? We don't. Because, I mean, in every single industry, there are parts that are unfair. All of us have different advantages, right? Your so you mother have to could play be someone, CEO, exactly. just to play with it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, even for me, I don't need the associations to get paid in the marketing industry as an influencer in the B2B space, you mm. know? Nobody has to endorse me for that to happen. So I'm not trying to be like anyone else, and I think that helps, you know, sure. in you understanding that to secure my bag, I don't need a million followers. I can secure the you. same bags that they're securing with my followers as long as I know what I'm doing it for. But I think if you come in without the why that you spoke mm. about, then it's very easy to think that securing the bag is just about... Mm. Scene. Yeah. Okay, I'm whoever's sister, yeah. brother, friend. Okay, party, party, party. There's a focus like, to it. There's exactly, yeah. you know. So for me, it's just I can I can never look at the ones who have that mm, that celebrity boost, boost yeah. and say there's strategy there. I'm like, no. Sheesh. Anybody, I can put Casper next to anybody for for 20 days. Mm. That person will have at least mm. 50,000 followers by the end of that if we take pictures with mm. that person every single day. And to back that up, that's why I hardly post my, post my partner. Exactly. Because I want it to be all me. We didn't even know you had a partner. <laughs> you see, I want it to be all me. I don't want people coming in and being like, ah, oh, so and so, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you're a brand? Would you call yourself a brand? That's a tricky one for me. 
hey, we're throwing around this <laughs> brand word. <laughs> we're throwing well, it around. What does it mean? What does the word brand mean to you? For me, a brand is like bonang. Like, you know, you are clear. I want my bonang. Like, I, I, so a recognizable name? A recognizable or? name, a recognizable craft. And you don't think yours is? You're gonna say it's under it's the content creator, but I just feel like I'm not in my I'm not in my niche yet. Like I'm not there. So when will you be a brand? I'm working then? on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I really, really am. When a lockdown hit, I started uh, talks with Tando because again with influencers that I felt like we don't know you guys. We mm. only see on Instagram. I spoke to Mbali, Abosnigiwe, and I do wanna continue that just to show the more and to show other girls coming up that don't be afraid to be more like you don't have to just be pretty you know yeah um so once i establish uh, more of that and identity of myself in that then it's no cool among my brand okay well i'm looking forward to yeah, seeing no. i am Tandiba to the brand i <laughs> yeah. think you are one um and it's still in its infancy but i think mm. you've got something very potent there and mm. it's very valuable and this is why i want to get into the entrepreneurship element now yeah tell us more about that entrepreneurship are you using your influence to to help your business how did it all come about so when it first came about i was still in durban mm-hmm. uh we were selling somewhere before somewhere got so big and i'm like oh, i wish we kept it going um and at that point i wasn't as big as i was on instagram that's what actually grew um my following a lot like that instant growth on instagram um and the why was very strong i think that's why that worked out so well mm. uh, it was body positivity it was um we would see just because we're not big girls it doesn't mean we don't have insecurities mm. you know we all have our own insecurities and each of them are valid but it's just like embrace your body um embrace who you are and uh that entrepreneurship journey came to a halt um, as I moved to Johannesburg. But also during the time, I was also a content uh, contributor on 12 to 3 p.m. slot um, on Ikakas FM, which also is an entrepreneurship journey because that's me as a consultant, a fashion consultant. Okay. Um, also worked on BTA List as a um, content fashion contributor, presenting the fashion segment, the beauty segment. Uh, so there's presenting element as well there. Um, then I moved to Joburg and I just was like, okay, let me just focus on content creating because this is all I've got. I've got to give it my all. And do you regret it? No. Do you have any regrets in life? Had that not <laughs> happened, I wouldn't have been brave enough to come jo- to Johannesburg. Really? I would have, I would have been holding on. Because I, I played safe, Mean. I played mm. too safe. So I had to just take the leap and go. What's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself in this journey? Of becoming a content creator. I'm a tough cookie. <laughs> I, can, I can do it. Like, if I put my mind to it, I can do it. And what's the one thing you do? Actually, let me not even ask that because I asked if you have regrets. And you said, no, you don't have any. So no regrets at all. At all. At all. At all. In your young life, you've never done something you want to change. All. At all. I love my young life. It got me to where I am. (laughs) At all, literally at all. I've always been a sports fanatic. I've always pushed. I've always uh, remained focused. You know, Magtua, you're so focused and like you're missing out on life. I don't feel like I miss out on anything. Mm. I'm enjoying um, everything so much more now because I'm doing it in my time. Like Mm. I didn't rush anything. So I'm conservative, you, like whatever. But like it, it worked out for me. It was the best formula for me to protect myself, to to propel myself. Ugh, no regrets. 
I think what you do so well on your page is that you're authentic. And a lot of the other women we're interviewing in this series are also authentic, which is why I reached out to you to have a conversation. Mm. And I want to know how you're maintaining that. You know, how do you stay authentic, especially in a time when we're going through an instant gratification phase where people feel like, at 21, I must have my Rolls yeah. Royce and my Louis V bag and I must live in Bryanston. Yeah. How are you maintaining your authenticity in that noise? Oh, my life has no noise. <laughs> my life has no noise. The noise is online. Yeah. Like, be able to differentiate the two, right? Like, the people mm. I keep around me are also just, like, super down-to-earth, hard workers. Um, and the conversations I have, I'm very... Sometimes I just look at my phone and I was like, no, pick it up. I'm like, no, I don't want to get into it. I'm very sure of how I want to dip and get into my energy, where I want to take it. Mm. Um, and I'm honest. You have to be honest. Yes. Where are you? What is happening? Why is this person in your life? And just understanding chapters and seasons. Mm. I'm very welcoming of seasons to do what they have to do. I'm very welcoming of, of transformation and, and what that looks like. So there's no instant gratification there. Mm. You know, you have to work at it. You have to work on yourself as well. It's not always other people. What are, what are you doing to make sure you're in the right uh, space and mentally, emotionally and everything else? Yeah. I love that. It pours into your work. Yes. Your work is who you are. That's the thing with content creation. It's who you are. So you mm. need to take care of yourself, yes. your environment, the people you're in, the conversations you're having, you know. I love that. Mm. Are there people who've inspired you on this journey? Do you have people you look up to who keep you going? Mm, people are humans. <laughs> so, no, no. Um, You're such I, a marketer. I, I mean, people are humans. That's so funny because that's exactly me. Then. Is this your yeah. perspective? No. Um, like, different qualities and different people. So, yeah. I, I also, for example, people I love, I try not follow them as closely mm. because they are people, they are humans. Um, so, literally just bits and pieces here and there in people's journeys are what keep me going that's about it you know something that's interesting that happened just recently was you know our country was going through a tough time especially kzn and there was a lot of controversy about should we be posting about what's happening (sighs) or should we just keep posting what we want to post right and i know that that's your hometown Mm -hmm. you know um what's your stance on that when when it's times of crisis should influencers be posting about that are they obligated to that was a hard conversation (laughs) that was a very hard conversation i cried because i couldn't believe just how if it's not your hometown, if it's not your mom who you've been living in an area for 28 years, but now the same shop you've been going to for 28 years won't let you in because you're black, mm. you're not going to feel it. People in Johannesburg were not feeling it, mm. you know? And I just it just showed showed me how we're all of, of per, in, into personal interests. Yes. We're not this united South Africa that we speak about. But, I mean... And do your work, right? Yeah. I'm not saying stop working because there's deadlines, there's this, there's that. Mm. But for example, someone came in and said, oh, guys, I'm sorry, I'm going to post. I know things are tough right now, but I'm going to post because Brand is telling me to post. We were on the same campaign. I emailed Brand. I said, look, there's nothing in me that can post in this kind of situation. They said, we feel the same way. We'll pick it up next week. Mm. So don't lie to your audience as yeah. well. You know? People do have deadlines, especially if you work with international brands. You do have to deliver on on timeframes. It's an international campaign. There's no stopping that. Everyone's running the same hashtag. There are are 
objectives to be met. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not saying stop your life. Also, you need to be able to get a, get out of that 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 um, sad space. So creating is an outlet, right? Mm. So you need to continue. You've got schedules. You've got content schedules, and we don't handle things the same way. So create, continue creating. I just think just be. Um, Sensitive. sensitive yeah in your approach but create because we're not all experiencing the same thing mm. that's a reality i cannot force you to feel it how i'm feeling it what can we look forward to from tandoletu in the next five years wow <laughs> i haven't thought that far especially really? with covid <laughs> it messed me up it, it just really woke me up to just like how um we always say which we know life is unpredictable but did we really know how unpredictable life is mm. um and it just really changed even my perspective on the things i thought i wanted and what even matters yeah so my other question i know i, I just want to bring it up because i know it's something you guys speak about um you know monetizing and creating something yes. sustainable with your influence and i'm like is that what everyone wants to go though is it i think you know is it the same bills don't pay themselves is it the same thing to do to make sure you have that you know so for me i think anything you do needs to have some kind of purpose Mm. and if you can make money from it all the better um and we're living in a time when a person can't just have one job. Most most people can't just have one job mm. uh, to be able to so survive. Luxury. It's yeah. a, exactly so. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's this online space is so beautiful because it's so potent. Brands mm. are there. It's an international community. There's so much potential to monetize it and live a life that works for your schedule and sure. the way you want to live. So I like the independence and autonomy that social media gives people. And right. so I think it should be monetized. And in fact, these companies are only listed because we create the content on their platforms. So why do they get to live in Malibu, Malibu and, and wherever <laughs> and they get to be these big yeah. wigs and then we're here like, oh no, it's just my passion. It's like, mm. no, monetize your passion, you know, always. And I think it's also just a narrative in the black community that as black people were not taught that anything you do can have value. Yeah. Like even if we draw, it's fine. Yeah. Even if you whistle, you can actually become a famous whistler and get paid a lot of money. Pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think uh, we've seen with Caucasian people that they've been taught that for so long. So for them, they, they don't do too much. They mm. do just enough to be able to live the lives that they want. And sure. I think social media is teaching a lot of us that, that's possible, guys. It's mm. not a joke. It's not just for privileged people. Anybody can do it. Moshe, I interviewed yeah. him a couple of uh, months ago, and he was saying the same thing. He was broke, mm. down and out, mm. no money, no opportunities, and social media saved his life. Right. You know. And speaking of which, um, he's a great example, actually, mm. where he's saying he's not crossing over to TikTok. Mm. You know, and I feel like there's also that level of pressure that if I see Lebo on TikTok, why is Lebo not on a thousand likes, yeah. whatever? But it's like, do I have to be monetizing every yeah. platform? Like, I'm really just here for giggles. Yeah. Like, you know. Do you have to be on every platform? No. No, you don't. No. But if I am, if I choose to be, it's also like, I'm, I'm not necessarily here to like... To create... You know, play with everyone else. And I yeah. think that's also another conversation is going to be really interesting. And, um, Hey, I don't want to get into the other one, but you did. What's, what's the other one? Get, get <laughs> into you like, it. But you're, you're big on like Instagram and then you cross over to, you get the same campaign to land on TikTok, but you don't even have one post. You're getting onto TikTok for that 
brand posts, but mm. there are people available anyway. You know, I think it's like, I'm very bad with analogies, but I'm going to try. I feel like you're interviewing <laughs> yeah. me now. I feel like I'm <laughs> turning it around because I have some questions. You have some here. questions. Well, you know, you're welcome to ask those questions. But it's like cars. And guys, I'm so bad with cars. I don't know models yeah. and whatever, but it's like, you know, there's like a Jeep Wrangler or whatever. And it just drives so well off-road. Sure. You know, you want to use that car where it drives well. You don't want to use it everywhere where it, it can't perform at, to, at its peak. Mm. So I feel like, yes, we are all people. Yes, there are lots of influences, but we all perform differently because we are different. Sure. So you should be where you perform well. You can't perform everywhere. A, a car can't... It's not a ship. You sure. can't put it in the ocean and say get to Italy on this car. No, you need to be on a ship. So we should use the right things for different platforms, the sure. right people for different platforms. Yeah. What that's do you just think? Another one. I don't, that's just another one. I just one. feel like guys, <laughs> the pressure to like, no. Yeah, to like, be a jack of all on trades. On YouTube, for example, yeah. I'm not monetizing on there. I'm there to document. Like I'm there to just share a bit more than I can on Instagram. Mm. It's not like I'm trying to be on like 10,000 followers. But wouldn't you like to monetize? I wouldn't mind, but I'm quite comfortable. <laughs> You're happy. I'm happy. Like, I don't want to, you know. I think there's a lot of pressure on influencers just to do whatever is being dictated mm. by the system, you know, because people don't understand how it works. And the fear element. Yes. I think there's just too much fear that if we had better structure, you wouldn't be so jumping everywhere just because you're scared you're not going to get a bag next month yeah yeah it's yeah. a very fragile um career as well yeah, you're so just trying to secure on every platform it's exactly just, it's just yeah it's a headache okay so yeah. the last question for our podcast today is if you had to meet younger tandoletu now knowing what you know what would you tell her you're the bomb, Danka. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Sandra has always been confident, yeah. you know. Um, and I, I'm just myself. My mom did really, really well mm. at teaching me confidence and also being very honest. She's a very honest mother about everything. Um, no, man, Sandra Lewis, you're the bomb. You're the bomb. Keep being the bomb. Like, keep doing you. I agree with that, Tando. Yeah. I think one thing that I really liked about you when I met you was just your vibes you've mm -hmm. got very kind you're kind but you're not a pushover sure you know you have your boundaries but you know how to integrate with other people and be part of something bigger than yourself sure and i think that's such a beautiful quality to have mm -hmm. as thank a person you. so don't stop being you because you, you. you really are the bomb.com <laughs> thank you thank you so much for joining us on the podcast so we, we can can't go on wait for to another see. hour we can go on for hours and hours right? like to have a break and then come back but thank you so much thank i you know for you're busy me. and thank you for your voice thank you it's for your voice of honesty um and you're so malleable like you're so open-minded it's not like you're going to be offended or anything mm. um and we really your voice is very appreciated Thank you. Valued. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She listened because I got cast. Nebula with the impact. You be like, that's a real fact.